forever Titans wide receiver Chris Sanders from the Ohio State. Did you ever scream at Floyd Reese to show you the money or your agent? Nah, he told me to give my money back. Told oh. me to get the money back. Ooh, that's never good. That's never good. <laughs> okay, first of all, before we start the conversation, man, I got a bone to pick with you again. You know, it started off bad already. You call me Blaine Bishop. What? Did I? You, you you at least call me Lance Schultz or Algie Crumpler, somebody like that. But, oh. but Blaine Bishop. Oh my bad. <laughs> I, I thought I was texting Blaine. Well, was that you? I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm a little taller than Blaine Bishop. I you mean, are. I can still get on the. I, I can get on the rise at at, at, uh, at, at Disney World. He, he wow! Can. Wow! Dang. Remember this, Blaine. If you're listening, <laughs> this is Chris. I'm Sanders. kidding, Blaine. Dang. Blaine's my favorite guy. He's the best safety ever at the Titans ever. I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow, that was. You should be in the. You should be in the secondary with Blaine with Jeez. that back paddle. Jeez. Well, I've got a bone. Uh, hey, how about this? I've got a bone to pick with you. What? Oh yeah, here we go. This is how we're going to start this. <laughs> so for everybody out there listening, Chris Sanders went on Fox 17 this week. Oh, uh, Justin, you told you spilled the beans. Well, I you were on the air. Okay, yeah, you're, this you're, the television, <laughs> the light was Don't on. Don't come at me on. like 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 I'm the one. The red light was on. That means you're on. You the air. Yeah, the the air, man. It's recorded. <laughs> So, for everybody who didn't see his head on Fox 17 uh, Mornings, oh my God. this is what Chris Sanders had to say. <laughs> so, what are the, what's the likelihood that we lose Derek Henry? Uh, maybe about a 90% chance. Really? I mean, see, really? <laughs> make him a hard job because he's the face of the franchise. He's the best player to ever come at his organization. But we got to understand that he's 29, he's getting older in age, and Carthon wants to build a team like he wants to build it, and that's like, like he did it with the 49ers. Right now. Well, 20, I mean, yeah, when you say he's 29 and he's old. Yeah, but see, the thing about it is the, the same thing with Eddie George, the situation with Eddie George. Never, everybody thought that Eddie George would never get cut, but all of a sudden mm -hmm. he's playing with the Dallas Cowboys. You're like, what in the Sammy Hill is going on? Him in yeah. a Cowboys I, uniform? I can't imagine like, no. the Titans without Derrick Henry. But, but the same thing with Chris Johnson. Chris Johnson got 2,000 yards. But all of a sudden, he gets cut, and he goes to the, the Jets. All right, right now, Chris Sanders, yes. you were a former Titan, so you were giving us some insight. You said earlier, some folks surprised by this, 90% chance that Derrick Henry does get traded. It went up to 92%. Okay. He almost had a straight right. Just stop it. You, you went from 90% no. to to 92 percent and this is after i spoke it, to him this is after this i told him this is after, after you got i told him about himself from justin mcfarland i told like, him about himself right Chris, there in the room and he went back on tv with that give me your hey. coffee or is it your gin and juice pass me whatever you're drinking <laughs> and you went out there and said 92 percent hey. no it's actually 93 right now <laughs> i mean it really oh my gosh <laughs> no. it's 93 oh my I mean, goodness hey I, I'm not trying to cause cut, but we already know it's a business, and I know they're shopping around. I, you know, I, I know I was joking and said it was 92, 93%, but at the end of the day, I mean, if a team comes and says, we'll give you a second or third round and give you one next year, it's just a part of the business. And I think the whole situation that's going on, I know when Derrick Henry kind of hears this, I don't think he'll be disappointed because he knows that it's a business because it happened to Eddie George, it happened to Steve McNair, rest his soul, it happened to CJ, it happened to me, it happens to the best, it happened to Derek Mason, it happens to the best, it's just a part of the business. So you really believe Derek Henry Man. will not be in the backfield this upcoming I, season? I, 
I, I really don't think so. And the reason why I say that, and, and I'm and I'm not saying I'm right, but I, the reason why I kind of think that is because if you look at Carthon, Ray Rand Carthon, you know, the, the new general manager, look at the way he built the 49ers. You know, he had three backs. He had McCaffrey, he had Wilson, he had Mitchell. And uh, they combined with, with 13, I think it was 1,493 yards. And you didn't have to pay a lot of money for for those three guys. But then you have Henry, who's making, I think, I can't remember, I think it's 24 to $25 million a year. I can't remember. But, um, you know, he had uh, 1,500. Henry? No, he's not making that. He's, he's 14. I'm sorry, is it 17? 14. 14. Okay, $14 million a year. And uh, he's one guy. So the reason why I say that Derrick Henry might not be here next year is because I think they're going to try to build the Carthon way, and I want he wants to put a stamp on this team. That's just my opinion. Well, yeah, it's a, it. it's a pretty strong opinion if you went from 90 to 92% in the same Fox 17 mornings hit. Now it's 94. Now it's 94%. <laughs> so it's more than what you think. You're, you're, you absolutely think he's gone. Uh, I, I, I do, and, and and I hate to say that because the thing about it is, is I'm being careful with this. I know I'm being funny and everything, but, you know, sometimes you can't, like, especially your favorite player, we think with our heart because we're like, how in the world can the Tennessee Titans win without Derrick Henry? He's been in the face of it. He's got 2,000 yards. You know, he's great in the community. He's everything that you want in a player. But at the end of the day, what direction is Mike Vrabel and, and, and Carton and Amy and, and uh, Amy Amy Shrunk want to go to? So I think that that's why I think he's gone because – to 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 be great, sometimes you got to blow things up and start from ground zero, and I think that that they may do that. Okay, so I've got a question for you. What? Yes, yes, sir. What do you think was the biggest contributing factor to why Rand Carthon is the new Titans general manager? Yeah, ooh, that's a, that's a great question. I think because he's he's a great communicator. And well, the no, reason no, no, why no, 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 no. I'm saying I'm asking you. How did he get in this position? What do you think was the end-all, be-all for the guy he replaced, John Robinson? Oh, you're trying, you're trying to get me in trouble. I just think that uh, – you know, I'm when, just when asking you. When, you what, what do you think – When? why do you think John just, got fired, Chris? I think it, 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 was, it was a power struggle. I mean, if, if, if you look at, if you look at it in the draft, when they let A.J. Brown go – Watch Mike Rabel's body language. I mean, he almost punched. He almost uh, he almost punched the door because he was so mad. Yeah. And I think that that was that was the key reason why J. Rob was gone because there was a uh, there was a power struggle. And and when you have two guys that are two you know bulldogs, something's got to give. And I think with with Rand Carthon, I think he's more calm. I think he's willing to listen. And in my opinion, this is just my opinion. I think J. Rob didn't want to listen to everybody else's opinion. He said, I'm going to do it my way okay. or, or the highway. And, okay. I, and I think, I think that's, that's kind of what it is because it's just, it just doesn't make any sense to where, you know, in February you give J-Rob a new contract to say he's doing everything that you want him to do, then all of a sudden after the Philadelphia game, he gets fired. There, there, there's something in between that makes me believe that there's a power struggle, and that's why J-Rob was gone. And, and that's fine, I, but we still have middle ground together on this. And yeah, the middle yeah, ground yeah, yeah. is, let's be honest, AJ, the A.J. Brown trade is yeah. was the final straw. That was, well, yeah, and then yeah. it, that game happened, right? And yeah, then that it, was it. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and, so you and, think, and by it, the way, A.J. Brown was the second most popular player on yeah, the team. Yeah, absolutely. Behind whom? Yeah. Derrick Henry. Yeah. So you think 
A.J. Brown, the second most popular player being traded away, costs the GM the job, and the new GM's going to come away, come in and trade away the most popular player on the team? I, I think, that, But I think in this situation, this, this is just me now, I think they're basically on the same page in that decision. If you look at Jay Rob and Mike Vrabel, they weren't on the same page, and, I, and I'm going to tell you why. It's because Mike Vrabel said this. He says, as long as I'm the head coach, he, this is talking about A.J. Brown now, he says, as long as I'm the head coach, you're going to be on this team. But then all of a sudden you have, you have, you have Jay Rob saying, you know what, I'm giving you $16 million and you can make up to $20, $20 million with incentives. So there's two guys that are not on the same page, and that's why it caused a power struggle. Now, let me flip it to, to uh, uh, Derrick Henry. They may be on the same page. Say, you know what, we're, we're shopping him around to see what we can get in picks or whatever they need to do. So that's why I think it's a little different between Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown. Do you think Rand Carthon and the Titans should have interests in Adam Thieland? Is that somebody that would interest you at all? I, I would say no. It's because if, if you look at you know Thieland, he, he's a great possession receiver. We need to get fast. I mean, we don't need no more possession receivers. We got Kyle Phillips. We got Burks that you know, can prove itself. But we need somebody to stretch the field. And the guy that I really like in free agent-wise is Hardeman or Jacoby Myers. Those guys can flat out get up and go. So... You know, if we can get somebody with speed, I'm not – listen, I'm tired of seeing a 15-yard pass or a 20-yard pass. I want to see some home runs. I want to see a 76-yard pass, an 83-yard pass, and, and make those explosive plays that we had when A.J. Brown was here. we got to get faster on the perimeter, and I just think that Thielen is a great possessed receiver, one of the best, but I just think that we need some speed on the perimeter. Hmm. The Titans have officially – by the way, they just tweeted that out within uh, – a minute, last minute or two. Okay. Mm -hmm. so thank you, Ben Jones, for everything. So saying goodbye <laughs> to Ben Jones. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Uh, look they they may have a almost in a well not almost they may have a brand new yeah. offensive uh, line. Yeah. Next yeah, season, I mean, it's gonna be I, I the PL to, uh, and, and that's it. How how do you yeah. how do you make that work where you're basically bringing an entire new offensive line? I mean, you're gonna have to make it work. I mean, the the one thing they're definitely gonna have to do. They're going to have to get a veteran guy. I mean, because the veteran guy on the team now is who is it? Is it Pete Petit Ferrer? I mean, from Ohio, from the Ohio State University. I mean, he's the one that had the most playing time with all those guys. So you're going to have to get somebody like McClinchy from the 49ers. I don't know how much he's going to want. Orlando Brown from the Chiefs. You're going to have to figure out and get a veteran guy that knows how to do it, like Ben Jones. Ben Jones wasn't the biggest guy, the most physical guy, but he knew exactly what he was doing. They're going to have to bring somebody in here. That's that sets the tone. That understand how it is to play offensive line. But if you don't, if you have a whole bunch of young guys that are trying to figure it out, it can be a recipe for disaster. Chris uh, Devin McCourty retired today uh, from the Patriots. He's like seventy, ain't he? Hey, you know, listen, he, he played. He played a minute. And the, yeah. the question, and there's a lot of people who think maybe Ben Jones uh, is going to retire, even though he's been released today. There's some people yeah. who think he may not come back. Chris, as somebody who's been around this game a long time and knowing a lot of guys, how do you know when it's time to not come back? Yeah, when you run a, when you when you start at your career <laughs> and, and you have an afro. And then all of a sudden your hairline goes back. That's when you know it's time to retire. You're looking in the mirror like, man, my hair thinning. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but on a serious note, this is how you know when it's time to retire. 
is when you get up in the morning and it gets harder and harder. Your mind is telling you, I can do it. Your mind is saying, I can run a 4-3. Your mind is saying, I can take the hits. But physically, you just can't do it. I mean, when, when I knew it was over is when I when I, I got cut from the Titans because I was hurt. I hurt my back. And then I went to Cleveland. I knew it was over when I got timed in a 40 down in Cleveland and I ran a 4-8. I knew. I said, okay, I, 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 I can't do this anymore. Because that was, the, that was one of my prime assets of me playing football is my speed. So my mind was telling me I could run a 4-3. My mind was telling me I can catch a pass. But at the end of the day, physically, I really couldn't do it. Yeah, your mind couldn't do what your what you knew was the right yeah. thing. Your body just wouldn't cooperate, and so at that point, it was it was it was time to, it was time to go with that. So it really was. So now that the Titans have released uh, their center, and now they're looking for a left tackle and all these mm-hmm. other pieces here, are you more convinced now that this, that this team will stay at eleven and pick an offensive lineman, or are you now more convinced this team will trade down and try to get more selections? No, they're they're going to have to get an offensive lineman. I mean, we get we. I know there's a there's a lot of good players, especially a running back and also wide receiver. Mm-hmm. But you got you you can you can have a great wide receiver, a uh, a great quarterback. But if you don't have the base of your team, the foundation of your team was offensive line, then you're going to struggle. They have to pick a guy like you know Peter Skarnarski from North, Northwestern, then also Paris Johnson from the Ohio State Ohio State University that can be the pillar of your of your offensive line. Because if you go out and get a whole bunch of skilled guys, a great running back. A a guy from Texas or a guy from, uh, you know, Gibbs from Alabama, you get those guys, but you don't have an offensive line, you, those rookies are going to really struggle because you don't have the foundation, which is the offensive line. you got to build that first. Chris, you are uniquely situated to answer this question. I'm trying yes. to figure out what I think about Jalen Hyde from Tennessee. Clearly he's mm. got all the physical attributes. My, my issue, this is my internal conflict, is that Tennessee runs this hurry-up, confuse offense and a lot of the touchdowns and the big plays we've seen from him a lot of it was blown coverage because of the way that Tennessee and that's not Jalen Hyatt's fault and not to say he hasn't made big plays in one-on-one up against guys I'm not trying to say that at all I'm just trying to say that there's a lot of plays where he was wide open okay and and, and running away from people and and that's fantastic how can um, the the scouts and the GMs evaluate guys when they play in wide open offenses versus an offense yeah. that runs the ball a little bit more is more run dominated here. How does that play into where you're drafted or what teams think about yeah. you? I, what I would do is because I, I love to watch receivers, I like to watch them on film. The one thing that Hyatt has, he has speed. I mean, he runs a four three, yes, and probably does. in his individual, he's probably going to run a four two. But here's the thing that reason why I would stay with him, stay away from him a little bit is is he really did get press coverage. And when you start to get to the second level, you got to learn how to get the guy off the spot, lie with your eyes, chest over knees, all those things that he really didn't have to do. And I agree with you 100%. He was running wide open because it was blown coverages. And I'm going to say this in a respectful way, but he kind of reminds me of a guy that got, I can't remember what year he got drafted, but Tyrone Calico. Tyrone Calico mm. is a fast guy. He can run. He can stretch the field. Big, but when it came to four, big, yeah, big, ginormous. Yes, everything, all the intangibles. But when it came to getting off the press, when it came to have chest over your knees or, or, or getting a guy off the spot, all those things, 
he struggled and he couldn't do it, so that's why he didn't last in the league. But when you get a guy like a Zay Flowers from Boston College or, you know, Jordan Addison from USC, guys like that that understand how to get off their press, understand what coverages are, understand how to, you know, you know, set that guy up at the line of scrimmage, then now I would take a chance. But with Hyatt, I would if he dropped down to the second round, that's where I'll take the chance on him because he's still raw. Finish up with this. What do you think yeah. about today's athlete? that uses, you know, social media as kind of a negotiating tool. Like (laughs) the the new trend is like you get mad at your, the organization, (laughs) your employer, and you scrub yourself on social media. Like you don't exist (laughs) right with them. Jeffrey Simmons has done this and we know AJ Brown did Kyler Murray did it with the, this is the new thing that athletes do, right? Like, I'm mad yeah. at you, so I'm taking down all my pictures <laughs> and my profile that I exist with you. What yeah. What do you think about that? I, I don't like it. It's just a new form of I'm pouting. That's basically, that's basically what, it, what it is. It's, I'm basically pouting. I got my lip poked out because it's not going out where I want. And, 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 I'm, and, and I'm saying this, too. He deserves his money. But but do it the right way because what what you're doing, this is out of character of Simmons. And the reason why I say it's out of character because last year when he wanted a new contract, he showed up to practice, yep. but he kept all his stuff. He kept all his stuff on there. Yep. But then now you get to this year, now it's like I'm taking all my stuff down and I'm, I'm shutting down Instagram, I'm shutting down Twitter, and I'm shutting down Facebook. Why is that? It's because basically you're saying this, I'm going to pout a little bit, so I can get my way, and that's exactly what's happening. It's kind of like playing basketball on the court. When somebody makes you mad, I'm taking my ball. I mean, you, you, you just don't want to do that. Handle it the right way. If they sign you, they sign you. If they don't, they don't. Because at the end of the day, um, uh, Darren, he's going to get his money. He might get it here. He might get it somewhere else. But do it the right way. But don't just get on social media and say, I'm mad at you and take down all your stuff. Come on. Yeah, I I agree. Like, I just don't understand. Like I don't, I don't also, like it. also, by the way, he showed he earned his stripes with the, not that they they needed this, but right. you you just gave a great example. He showed up to camp. He wasn't participating, but he was there. So he wasn't <laughs> he was a holdout, right? He was just kind of a holdout nope. from being on the practice field. He wasn't right. a holdout. Then he played hurt. He talked about yep. that after the season, yep. right? Like how much he was getting right. shot up. What he played through pain. Yep. So that tells the organization a lot. That's doing things the right way. Lamar Jackson Absolutely. did the other thing, Chris. He's like, you oh, guys yeah. haven't paid me. You haven't given See. me a new contract. You know what? <laughs> yeah. I'm just shutting it down. I'm not going to play. See. Like, See. I'm done. I, I, I just don't agree with it. I mean, I agree with you 100% what you're saying. is, I just don't agree how they're doing it. That's why social media is a good thing and social media is a bad thing. And, and when you start to use it, and, and I'm not saying they're actually doing this, but when you're using it to be selfish, then that's when I, I, I kind of disagree with it. If I'm, if I'm a Simmons or I'm Lamar Jackson, I'm going to the general manager. I'm going to Ray Carthon and say, listen, I want to be a Titan. I want to be here. I love it here. My family loves it here. Let's get this done. Let's don't fight in the media and have media wars like AJ Brown did uh, you know, last year, let's be grown men. What we got to do is we got to tell our emotions to shut up, tell all that stuff that's going on to shut up, and let's go in this meeting room and let's knock this out, me and you, Imano, Imano, and let's get a deal done. I got to be honest. I've known you since you were a player, since you were with the Titans. We were doing radio uh-huh. shows when you were the Titans, and you were absolutely 
Mr. Sunshine, rainbows and ponies and unicorns and cotton candy and the glass is half full. And man, you have totally turned into get off my lawn, old man. And I love it. I freaking love it. No. I can't believe it. Now your your glass is like half empty. Like I don't even know who you are anymore. This is so no. weird. You are like get man, off I'm... my lawn guy, which makes me no. proud. No, I've been eating my spinach. I mean, I turned it. Wow. No, I mean, I always want to be respectful to everybody because I respect everybody, everybody's game. But, you know, if if, if I'm going to do this, I have to tell the truth in a respectful way. That's okay. all. Okay. I'm going to be right. very respectful. Chris Sanders, he's but, all grown up. He's all grown up, but, man. Uh, but I'm still mad at you for calling me Lance Olters, though. I'm kind of pretty. I haven't used Olters, that though. one yet, but that's a good one. Man, and then you, then you, then you, then you said Algie Crumpler. I mean, I called you John Belushi. <laughs> you did Man. call me John Belushi. And then, and then I call uh, Justin. I called him uh, Rock. What? Or, or, or uh, Uncle Phil. <laughs> I mean, I could have called you that's Andre Wolfolk. That's messed up. Oh. Just don't call me Seal, the singer, or like Gary Coleman or somebody. I'm a little prettier than that. <laughs> Chris, appreciate it as always. Have a great weekend. Man, always. Hey, you guys take care. Thank you. Bye. All right. That is Chris Sanders, Forever Titans wide receiver. Good stuff.